Wellness Force Radio, Episode 6. You know, motivational books and everything is great. That's external. The real rubber hits the road when we start to look inside. Welcome to Wellness Force Radio, where you will hear inspiring and passionate experts in the areas of wellness technology and behavior change. Your host, Josh Trent, will empower you with the knowledge and tools you need to take the very best actions in transforming your mindset, your body, and ultimately your life. Now, here's your host. Welcome back to Wellness Force Radio. I'm your host, Josh Trent, and every week we bring you inspiring and passionate experts in the areas of wellness, technology, and behavior change to empower you with the knowledge and tools on how to take the very best actions in transforming your mindset, your body, and ultimately your life. And today I am extremely pumped to have on Tanner Gears. Tanner, welcome to the show. Oh, Josh, thank you so much, brother. I am, like you, very pumped to be here. Yes, I, I cannot wait to dive into your story, your contribution, what you do as a trainer. But I read through your bio, man, and we were kind of chatting it up here in the last five minutes before the show. And I want to give the listeners a really solid connection to you as I read through your really eclectic bio. So let me just give this a shot here. Tanner Gears studied business and communications at U of A. He is an insatiable consumer of food, a raging Cajun cook, has a barbecue addiction, a phenomenal dancer, and at least sprinter in track and field and is the mayor of Tannertown dubbed the gluten gangster by his posse who his rhetoric swagger and love for his gorgeous hair has earned countless shock and awe from his friends that can only be followed by hashtag things that Tanner says oh and by the way did I mention he's blind oh yeah he plays baseball probably should have had his own reality tv show but the meat of Tanner's story is after losing control of his car in an auto accident he lost his sight at age 21 the biggest tragedy in Tanner's life wasn't losing his sight. It was not living life and taking every day by the horns like he does today. Since that day, Tanner graduated from college. In 2011, he was a Parapan American gold medalist. In 2012, he was a U.S. Paralympic trials gold medalist, a 2012 Paralympian, and a 2013 World Championship team member. Oh, and by the way, he was a two-time National Beat Baseball Association World Series Offensive MVP, a four-time offensive all-star. He's also a published author, speaker. And when he's not doing that cool stuff, he dabbles in business. His latest project, which we'll talk a lot about launching this summer, this is the Athletes Summit. It's an online event designed to help athletes and coaches achieve greatness in sport and life. Tanner, how did I do on that really cool bio? Dude, loving it, man. I'm smiling the whole time you're reading it. As we talked about, bios are usually boring, but you're an exciting guy, so I wanted to keep it real. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, when I first wrote that bio up, which wasn't too long ago, I was kind of like, man, I hope this doesn't come across as too cocky, but I really wanted it to just kind of reflect who I am as an individual, my personality, and and let you know people know that I, I don't take myself that seriously. Well, you do some serious stuff, but you do it with a lot of humility. And that's why I respect you, dude. Um, but the first thing I always ask to people is, you know, what are they most excited about? So Tanner, what are you the most excited about right now in your business and what you do? Oh my gosh. It's definitely making the largest impact possible in developmental athlete and coaches lives because I'm I feel it's my responsibility, it's my duty 
to deliver, to disseminate the information that I wish I had when I was in those shoes. When I was in high school, when I was making it into college sports for the first time, man, I wish I had this information. I only imagine what great things I could have achieved if I had it. And so that's that's what I'm super excited about right now. Awesome, man. And, and I can resonate with that too, because there's been certain times, I think, in, in a lot of trainers' lives that they're really stoked on training, but then I don't know if you can relate. Have you ever hit a lull where you're going one-on-ones and one-on-ones and then something comes along? For me recently, it's been quantified self and digital health. For you, it's the motivation for the athlete summit. Does that resonate? I mean, have you ever had a time in your training career where you've been flatlined? You still love what you do, but you're looking for that next thing that can really inject more motivation to you? Yeah, totally. I mean, I was riddled with injuries leading up to London and thereafter, I mean, 2013 and even in 2014, it got to the point where it was so bad. I just had to take a year off from, from sprinting and from jumping. So yeah, I mean, you can definitely have that lull and I've understood and and gathered some new concepts. And that's, that's, I think one thing that really separates me from a lot of people, a lot of athletes and coaches don't get me wrong. There's some great coaches out there. I think you're one of them, but who are really looking around, doing the research, figuring out what it is that's going to take them to the next level or their athletes, their program, et cetera. And I don't leave anything on the table. If there's a rock, I'm going to turn it over and I'm going to figure out what I got to do to get to that next level. I love how you said that, man. I I don't think there's many rocks that you haven't turned over just looking at your website. I want to transition. I know we had touched a little bit on your bio about the accident and the opportunity for you to transition into what you're doing now. Can you take us through a little bit of your story, you know, that that road leading up to possibly the first moment on your journey towards being the author and the entrepreneur you are now? Oh, man, there's just so many good moments. I I really feel blessed first off to have had the support team of my mom and my family. Without them being around me, I wouldn't have been able to overcome or get over many of the hurdles that I've dealt with. Of course, if you're ever going to point a finger, you better be standing in front of a mirror because it all comes down to you. But definitely having a support team has helped me out tremendously. But I have this entrepreneurial spirit. So I've always been figuring out ways to make money. I mean, when my brother and I were kids, you know, we sold sodas, waters, candy bars. We did lemonade stands. We washed cars. We collected cans. We mowed lawns. I even converted, monetized getting in trouble in middle school and had lunch detention. I would collect the trays and the dishes and everything for money. So so monetizing everything. So I've always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit even as a blind guy, I think whether you're blind or you're sighted or disabled or not, you just kind of have to take the gut punch and go after it. So what was really pivotal for me in terms of helping me achieve you know, my greatness in my business is actually believing in myself and actually establishing my self-worth and deserving. Um, and that I'll never forget that conversation where things really started to kick off for me. That was in 2014, January. I was actually talking with a really close friend of mine and, you know, we were talking about getting some fundraising going. And I, I told him, I said, you know, I, I just can't ask for this. I, that's just not how I was brought up. I, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And he goes, Tanner, he goes, you better ask for this. You deserve it. And I, and that really hit to me. I was like, what do you, and he goes, Tanner, 
you inspire so many people around you. You have no idea the impact that you have. You need to ask for this because it can only take you and everybody around you to the next level. And that really resonated with me. And once I started believing in myself, now, mind you, this is 2014. Like, I'm already on the U.S., you know, track and field team. I went to London. I'm a gold medalist. You know, I've had all these sporting accolades. I've started businesses. I graduated college. All, uh, you know, motivational speaker, published author, all while being blind. And yet still, I'm struggling with, the self-limiting beliefs, the limitations of lack of self-worth, the lack of deserving. And once I began to really realize my value, realize my potential and worth as a human being, that's what really turned the corner for me. God, man, I just got like chills. That was, that was really powerful. And it resonates with me a lot because some of the things that I've discovered just to to piggyback on what you just said is around self-worth. A couple of years back, I went back to corporate America, sat at a desk and sold endurance sports technology. Only only recently have I gotten back into really doing what I love and it was a question of self-worth. So many people are going to resonate with what you just said, man. I just want to thank you for putting that out there. Yeah, you're welcome. I I think that making myself vulnerable has really helped other people open up and not be so like, you know, strong, iron willed, you know, I'm the best, nothing can crack me. It makes me think of a a motivational speech that I was giving. It was down at the University of Arizona. It was in the Honors College. I mean, these kids are super smarter than I am, way smarter. They're going to have a huge impact. Literally, these kids are going to, you know, be the future. And I'm delivering this speech. And it's actually I was This was the second time that I was giving it to this group. I was invited back, you know, so I had even prepared more and more and more and more and more. And I was really excited because the the speech I gave to the Honors College last time was the best speech I gave. And I was like, man, I got to hit another home run. So in the middle of the speech, I realized that it was an epic fail. And I picked myself up and by getting open and I just stopped myself in the middle of the speech. And I, I told these kids, I said, hey. I want you guys to know that you deserve better than this. I am failing. Right now, I have prepared so much for this moment in my life to give you the best speech that I possibly can, and I am not fulfilling that. But I want you to know that it's okay because even everybody fails. I'm doing it right now. But being open, honest, and, and, and willing to admit that you're not your best is an opportunity to learn and to be better. And I think that the first speech that I gave, I didn't really get too much feedback after the class. No one really came up and talked to me. And this time, people were coming up and asking me for advice. You know, they wanted to get my phone number, my email address. They were asking me questions about issues that they had in their life. And it just resonated with the audience, that vulnerability. And I think that was one of the first times I I realized that being honest and open about the struggles that we have is only going to help other people that hear that message be honest and open with themselves and get over their struggles. Hmm. Well, Tanner, what do you think holds people back from being vulnerable, trainers, coaches, or even just you know everyday Joes and Janes? What do you think holds them back? Fear. Fear of you know, society, what someone else is going to think. You know, am I going to lose my job? You know, what is my family going to think of me? Am I not good enough? You know, it's just that it's that ego chatter. Yeah. 
Ego is a killer, man. Uh, yeah, horrible. Definitely a killer. Well, I, I want to kind of segue into your experience in London. We'll chat about that for a minute and then go into technology. Really want to learn about the technology you're using, not only to you know serve your mission and what you do with clients one-on-one, but also the, uh, the summit, the athlete summit that you have coming up. But let's touch on London. Tell us a little bit about that experience, what it was like going there and, and just kind of uh, give us an in-depth view of what that experience was for you. Yeah. Josh, London was absolutely insane. When I when you know, at the beginning, of course, you know, all the countries walk around the track and the countries are announced and 80,000 fans just screaming their butt off and us walking around the track. That was the moment for me. That was like, holy moly, it I'm here. This is real that I mean, I'm getting I've got goosebumps right now just thinking about that. Hmm. Um, London was, I mean, it was almost a dream at how nice everybody was. Uh, the people of the United Kingdom, the people in London were so incredibly nice. I was just waiting. It was almost like I was looking for someone to be an ass. Like, where are these mean people? Because Ooh. there's none. But yeah, so that was really awesome. The, ath- the athlete uh, village was great. We had stayed in these kind of townhouse, uh, three-story townhouse condos. We had everything that you can imagine in a townhouse except for an actual washer and dryer and a kitchen. It was like there was supposed to be a kitchen there, but there was no like kitchen stuff. That okay. Was, that was kind of weird. But uh, And then one of my insatiably hungry consumer of food, insatiable consumer of food at the chow hall, imagine like a super Walmart. And then everything's blown out. Like that's the size of it. A super Walmart. And then throughout are every type of food across the planet you can imagine. From sushi to McDonald's to barbecue to Middle Eastern food. I'm sure you went right to the McDonald's. I d- <laughs> to, to, uh, to suppress the depressive feelings that I had based on my performance, I did consume quite a few milkshakes and chicken nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you have to detox afterwards? Probably. I, I mean, I've three days of eating like that. I felt so heavy. Yeah, it was, it was nasty. I felt so goofy. So when you were when you were leaving, what what lesson did you take away or what kind of emotional pin did you take away from the games? You know, when I was leaving, it, it was just kind of like at that moment, it was like, why? You know, why me? And I think that that is really relative to my lack of self-worth. And then after working with Dr. Jim Aframo, who is an expert on the Athlete Summit, he is a sports psychologist, mental toughness coach. You know, he helped me realize that, Tanner, you made it to the Paralympics. You were 11th in the world, represented your country, and in a phenomenal fashion. No one can take that away from you. And then after that, it was like, holy crap, like I did so good. And at the time, it was like, man, I, I sucked. Wow. Sucked. Yeah. So it was that ego coming up, telling you you're not good enough, things like that. So here you are, a Olympic athlete that was shuttled across the planet to, you know, showcase your skills as one of the best in the world and inside your brain, still the ego saying you're not good enough. That's right. Exactly. 
So I hope everyone can connect with that because essentially when we break down all the barriers of things we've learned since childhood or these self-limiting beliefs, these negative belief systems that we have, I mean, this is Tanner Gears. He's a athlete in London having the same conversation in his head. So I think everyone can kind of resonate with what you just said, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, I want to share something too. I, I, you know, especially with the athletes I've been like, a lot of the people on here, like I look up to, I'm just like, whoa, like I'm going to interview this guy. And, and then I, something that helped me get down to business, another motivational athlete too. I, I had an in-person interview in person with Steve Young of the San Francisco 49ers and I about lost it, you know, but when you realize that everybody poops, <laughs> it, really, it really makes things a little bit easier. Can I quote you on that? Yeah, you totally. Okay. Okay. totally. You know, again, hashtag things that Tanner says. Uh, but I heard a, a sports psychologist recently talk about how, you know, European football or European soccer teams, everybody on the pitch doesn't want the ball. So they're all passing it around and they don't want the ball because they're afraid they're going to fail. These are the men and women who are at the peak of performance. They're they're representing their country to play the most popular sport in the world, and yet they're afraid of what they're going to do. Hmm. I just hope that everybody realizes that you know, you being fearful or having self-limiting beliefs or this, that, and that, this is something that everybody deals with unless you were brought up in a utopia of a childhood. And if you had any kind of struggles or difficulties or someone told you something, you probably had these self-limiting beliefs and you know, motivational books and everything is great. That's external. The real rubber hits the road when we start to look inside and make progress there. Mm. Powerful, man. Let's talk about the Athlete Summit. So, I mean, obviously, this is for elite athletes that want to achieve greatness in their sport, but also their life. Who, who is really this summit for and what is this summit all about? I love how you say elite because it's really designed for developmental athletes, but elite athletes are the ones that are committed to their greatness. And that's what this is focused at. These developmental athletes who are so committed that they can achieve that elite greatness in their sport and life. So it's, you know, the target audience is really high school aged kids. That's the main demographic guys and gals playing any kind of sport who want to take it to the next level. And so, you know, just like we talked about uncovering each rock, we've got you know, mental toughness coaches. We've got energetic coaches on the Athlete Summit. We've got strength and conditioning, speed training, sports-specific coaches on the Athlete Summit. The training is mandatory. The training is absolutely mandatory to achieve that next level of sporting success. But the ability to keep going and deal with the mundane day-in, day-out grind begins and ends with the motivation to do so. And that's why we also have the motivational athletes. Like I said, Steve Young is going to be on the Athlete Summit. We've got other motivational athletes because they're going to share their story, their struggle, the hardships, what it takes, the sacrifices that you have to make in order to make it. If you don't, you know, you, you probably or definitely won't achieve the levels that you could. I loved how you put that about elite athletes possibly just being someone who's committed to having greatness in their life and being greatness in their life. Because really, the day in, day out, the stacking of bricks one at a time, that's what makes a champion. It's easy if you're blessed with genetics. But for people that are still elite athletes, and I mean, look look at the who are the two soccer stars that, that are, do, do you follow soccer at all? 
I, a little bit. The, you, I, yeah, the, the two guys, one of them, one of them is like, he's really a good looking guy. And all, all the soccer fans listening are going to be like, dude, you don't know the soccer players, but there's one guy who's really great looking and he's talented. And there's another guy who had all the chips stacked against him. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? The two major soccer stars? Yes. And, and the one guy, he came from a neighborhood that was really poor. He didn't have the physicality. He doesn't even, you look at him, he doesn't even look like an athlete, but his skills and his work ethic and what he's done to become the star that he is, is tremendous. And so when, when high schoolers or, or parents of high schoolers that might be listening can maybe possibly go to this athlete summit and learn from all these top notch mental performance coaches and sports nutritionists and mental training experts, is this something where they're going to be able to download this and then can they possibly keep a copy for later so that they can share with their children and their, and their athletes, their young athletes? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, especially with my history, I didn't want any financial limitations to prevent anybody from getting this information. So we're broadcasting all of these talks for free for a limited time. And I also want to come back to Andrew Steele. um, But yeah, we're broadcasting all of these talks for free. And if you can't, you know, if the timing's not right for you or you want to share it with your friends or your kids, you can definitely purchase the summit packages um, and, and, you know, save that stuff for later and always come back to it. You know, I had a friend there with me when I interviewed Steve Young and he texted me the next day and he goes, holy moly, I've recorded this on my phone, this talk. I had to listen to it again today and it put a fire up underneath my butt. So it's something, these are things that you can listen to over and over again and retain value. It's kind of like a book that really resonated with you. Hmm. You know, you can read it once and you'll retain 10%, but the next time you read it, you might retain 25% and so on and so on. But something that you had mentioned earlier, it really made me think of an interview I did with Andrew Steele. He is with DNA Fit, which is a genetic testing company based out of the UK, but he is an elite 400 meter sprinter. He was in Beijing in 2008, riddled with injuries and sickness that made him miss his home games in London. And now he's on the road to Rio. This man genetically is not supposed to be a 400 meter sprinter. He does not have the fast twitch uh, muscle fiber gene. He's a slow twitch guy. He is prone to injuries. He is prone to high inflammatory responses, so he can't train that often and really just, you know, should not be an elite level sprinter. But his focus and motivation combined with the technology that's supporting his goals has allowed him to achieve literally the highest level of achievement, which is becoming an Olympian. He's just crushing it, and it's all because of what he's working between his ears, not what's below his neck. God, you touched on technology a little bit with this athlete. And I I would love to learn from you, for you to share with listener, what pieces of technology are you using personally in your day-to-day life as an athlete, as a coach? Is there anything that you're using like a wearable piece or a fitness tracker or even software with your clients? Things that we really want to, you know, showcase for listener so, so they could understand what's it like to be a person who uses technology to empower wellness? Yeah, thank you so much for that great question. So especially because I'm sure that there's a lot of listeners that can resonate where they want to push their bodies to the next level. 
You know, we all are looking to be the best versions of ourselves possible. And this exactly described me in 2012 leading up to London. Nothing was going to come between me and making that team. Nothing. And so every day I would get up and train hard. And unfortunately, that's just not the way to, to achieve greatness. Uh, you know, we've got to be strategic with our training. Some days we go hard. Some days are active recovery, you know, some days are lighter days, so on and so forth. So one piece of technology that has really allowed me to get objective feedback is the BioForce HRV. It's a device from Joel Jameson, a software and device uh, coming from Joel Jameson, who is an elite level mixed martial arts um, coach. He's essentially like the new age godfather of energy systems training. He coaches multiple world championship fighters, current UFC uh, world champions, and he wrote the, the, the Guide to Ultimate MMA Conditioning, also a guest on the Athlete Summit. And he, his BioForce technology, what it does is, is it allows you to measure your readiness to perform today. And you can track this stuff on a daily basis, weekly basis, and monthly basis. So you can see not only, you know, how ready you are to perform today, but thus understand, you know, how did the training day yesterday affect you? You know, it was kind of surprising to me is that two days ago I was doing super maximal eccentric loading, very, very heavy stuff. You know, I can't actually, you can't actually lift it. You know, all you can do is lower it in the most controlled fashion possible. And so that put a huge stress on my nervous system. So the next day I'm in the medium range. And so I just do an active recovery day. And then I guess yesterday I did heavy sled drags to work on my form as a sprinter to allow me to get in the right position. And I was feeling really good. So I kind of pushed it a little bit, but I was not, not expecting to wake up in the green this morning. I did my measurement, you know, my score was great. Um, and you know, now I know today I can go out and crush it and, and be confident in my central nervous system, my autonomic nervous system, just my body's ability to perform. And so that's one piece of technology that's really been objective for me say, hey, it's like having your own coach saying, hey, like you're good to go today or no, you need to back off. Sure. Almost like a, a digital coach in your pocket that. So walk us through that. In the morning, you wake up, you take your first HRV, you cross section it to the previous history and you know whether you should train hard or train light. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And, and from a from a technical perspective, did you feel like it was easy to use? I mean, we'll go ahead and we'll definitely link the Bioforce HRV in the show notes. But for people that are interested in heart rate variability, um, either athletes or not, is this something that you could see people having a greater insight to their life and their performance with um, for, for a long scale, for a long time? Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't matter the sport that you're doing or even because it measures stress index. At the end of the day, it measures stress index. So if you sleep like crap, your BioForce score is going to go down. You know, if you're eating like crap, your BioForce score is going to go down. Stress, food, work, sleep, kids, personal life, everything is some form of stress and it's all going to add up. And at the end of the day, this piece of technology measures that. How are you responding at a cellular, at a physiological level? and giving you feedback on that day to day. 
It's awesome. Yeah. And this is something that in the end of June, I wish you could join me. It's the Quantified Self Conference. There's going to be systems like BioForce HRV, Inside Tracker for blood analysis, all kinds of different VO2 max, different machinery and whatnot. It's going to be amazing, man. I'll be sure to share some of that information with you. Yeah, please do. I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. Cool. Well, let's let's transition into the last part of the show. This is the seven secrets. This is where the listeners are going to have kind of a rapid fire uh, interaction with you. And I'm going to ask you a question and then you just give me whatever comes up on the top of your mind. Awesome. Let's do it. Okay. So the first one is what one event in your life would you say was your biggest lesson? Gosh, my biggest lesson. There's been so many lessons in my life, but I guess one of the greatest lessons is, is it doesn't matter how many times you fall on your face. You know, after I lost my sight, I never heard the word no so many times. I heard no, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. That was in school where I wasn't allowed to enroll into classes because they didn't think I could handle it to job opportunities where I was actually in the workforce trying to make it happen to even family life saying like, you can't do this. It does not matter how many times you hear no or how many times you fail. It's not a failure unless you stop after the failure. It's only a lesson learned. How many times are you going to get up in the face of those no's, in the face of those failures? How, much, how long are you going to keep going? And when you realize that, you know, when you commit to that, then you realize that these failures are just stepping stones, are just blocks in your path to greatness, your path to success. Love the way you put that, man. What would you say is your biggest breakthrough moment in your business life? I'm going to have to revert back to the self-worth talk, the realization of self-worth and that how myself, you, and everybody listening to this deserves everything that they, that they intend in their entire life. And I, don't, I, did, I almost said want, but I don't like that word because wanting means that you just want something. And intention means that you are taking the active steps mentally and physically to achieve something. So realizing that everybody, including myself, deserves to get everything that they intend to. Awesome. I'm curious too, you know, what does your daily routine look like? What's an average day for you? Average day for me is that I wake up uh, I do my BioForce HRV. I really, you know, I'm so training focused. I, I want to know where I'm at. Then I, you know, I hydrate, immediately hydrate, probably use the bathroom very soon after that, you know, probably will uh, then begin taking my nutrition and my supplements. That's going to vary depending on training goals and body composition goals. And then I literally get after working. I try to get as the training in um, as much as possible. But today, like today, it's it's just a work day, you know, so I'm going to probably be working 12 hours straight and somewhere along the lines going to try to squeeze in some kind of workout before I go to bed. Awesome, man. What is your favorite way to relieve stress? Wow. Uh, probably going to be a tie between meditation and food. Are you doing any tracking for uh, meditation? Are you like a muse headband or equanimity? Oh, that would be awesome. No, I haven't even thought about tracking my meditation. I The only two that I, I really been doing is like the counting of the breaths and then the gratitude to transition to visualization in terms of the goals that I'm trying to I'm making progress towards achieving. Very cool. 
Well, lastly, you know, who, who inspires you in your life? Who, who's the person in your life or persons that, you know, inspire you to be the best version of Tanner that you can be? Wow. What a question. Who inspires Tanner Gears? Well, I think it's the, the people that are around me, you know, my wife, my family members, my audience that inspires me to be the best version of myself. I'm, I'm not at the point yet where I'm just traveling the world and vacationing and, you know, I'm still building my legacy. I'm still building the impact that's going to shadow the impact that is going to cast a shadow beyond my lifetime. That's what I'm working on right now. So that's kind of what inspires me is the ability to move, motivate and induce action, positive action in the world around me. So inspiring to me, just, just hearing you talk about, you know, where you pull fuel from, where you pull energy from, man. So I, I want to appreciate that. And I really want to honor you. Just take a second to honor and acknowledge you, Tanner, for the passion and the energy and all the things that you're doing to serve this community that you're building around the Athlete Summit and Absolutely Lean and just everyone that you touch on a day-to-day basis. You know, the, the trials and tribulations that you've gone through for most people in America or, or even globally just don't occur. And the way that you've been able to overcome things that have happened to you and stand strong in the face of some of the most serious adversity that humans could ever face. I just, I just really want to honor you and thank you for, for the person that you are. Thank you, Josh. That, that really means a lot to me. And if I could share just two things, I, I want to say that everybody, when I heard this quote, I realized this is how I live my life. And I think if more people lived their life like this, the world would be so awesome because the impact it has on others is is incredible and so the quote is it's by uh jim Rohn: make plans like an adult and believe in them like a child and when you do that when you really get your plans down on paper and then you just get after it with the most sick ill belief that cannot be broken um you will be powerful and the the second thing is is that what you just said motivates me to crush it today, but is that everybody, I want you guys to know that the Athlete Summit is committed to the community and committed to helping people that are are disadvantaged financially and socially and physiologically. So we have partnered with two nonprofit organizations that serve individuals with disabilities. And one provides physical activities and sporting opportunities for people who maybe need wheelchairs or prosthetic limbs um, and coaching and services around being physical and getting their life back and getting their life started in a physical way. And then the, the second organization also does something very similar, but also gets people in the home and helps make ADA accommodations in their home so that they can actually function in the ways that everybody else does on a normal day-to-day basis. If you can think about it for a second, you know, how difficult it would be to reach up up into a cabinet above your counter if you're in a wheelchair or, you know, even just getting through a door frame if you have a wider wheelchair. It's impossible. And so I've partnered with two organizations that are serving these individuals. So I just want your audience to know that, you know, we really appreciate you having us on here and the Athlete Summit appreciates the opportunity to serve the community. If it's something that you're interested in supporting these organizations, please go to the Athlete Summit and help us out. Awesome. And we'll, we'll link that up in the description of the show, too. And I just have one closing question for you, Tanner. Fired um, up. Baby. 
Now, this is, a, this is a question where, you know, let it land, take a breath. Some people go, why did you ask me that? Some people just jump right in. So we'll, we'll see how it lands. So imagine that you wake up 80 years from now. It's your last day on earth. You've just learned that the internet has been compromised and deleted. All of your books, your summits, your articles, your powerful contributions are gone. From your entire life's work and all you've ever learned, you only have a piece of paper and a pen, and you get to write one paragraph to the next generation. What would you say? Wow, I think it's really analogous to what we've been talking about this whole phone call. It, it, which is that you know, you, the power to achieve anything lies inside of you. When you begin to believe that, believe the worth that you have. As a God-given right, when you wake up every day, when you open your eyes and you can pull your head off the pillow, know that you deserve to have and achieve everything it is that you want in life. When you begin to make plans, plans about what you, want, what you intend to achieve, what you're striving to work towards and achieve and deliver to the universe, when you make plans for that, and then believe in it, believe in it with the support that you deserve anything and everything that your heart desires, you're going to be powerful. You absolutely crushed that answer, man. Thank you for that. The last thing I want to do is, you know, again, let people know where they can find you, but also let's talk about the dates for your launch, how people can best get in contact with you, and then we'll have a parting. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah. So everybody, social media at Tanner Gears and Gears is uh, it's you know, we dropped a letter when my German family came across the pond. So Tanner, T-A-N-N-E-R and then Gears is G-E-R-S, just the four letters there. So on Instagram, on Twitter, you can find me. I'm not as active on Instagram because it's tough to make a make a blind guy get take good pictures. But I, I do have some pictures up on there. And then, you know, Twitter, I'm pretty active on there. Um, Facebook.com slash The Athlete Summit. Um, TheAthleteSummit.com. You can sign up, register there. The event will be launching July 12th uh, to the 26th. And that's when we're going to be dropping everything. Excellent. Tanner Gears, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Josh. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the show. Head on over to wellnessforce.com slash radio for all the links, show notes, and bonus content. If you're interested in changing old habits with new technology, download your free digital health transformation guide at wellnessforce.com slash radio.